Welcome to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. We don't shy away and keep secrets here. We empower you with education, telling you the truth about all things aesthetic medicine while encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. It's time to look great and feel good doing it. This is your host, mom, speaker, and board-certified physician, Dr. Judith Borger. Hello, friends. This is Dr. Borger, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast. It is a beautiful day here in North Carolina. Let me know where you're listening from. Today, we're going to talk about laser hair removal. As I promised you, we're going to go through the most commonly performed aesthetic procedures first. And laser hair removal is definitely in the top five. So let's do an episode about it. Laser hair removal is super popular because we all want that smooth hair hairless skin. And let's be real, this is not the 70s. Nobody wants a lot of body hair these days. And shaving is okay. It works. But you have to do it daily. You get those little razor bumps. You can get ingrown hairs. You can get infections. And then you sort of get those black stubbles and that five o'clock shadow. Who really wants that? So laser hair removal, super popular, something we do a lot of at Concierge Medical Arts, and it works well. It has a great satisfaction rate. Let me give you a very cool sort of piece of information, which is that we are actually born with all the hair follicles we will ever have. Isn't that kind of amazing? What happens though is that at puberty, as a result of the hormone or androgenic effects, some of their hair follicles enlarge and produce their characteristic growth patterns, such as growing a beard, changes in pubic hair, And of course, hair growth has a strong genetic influence, which means we get some more predictable ethnic patterns of hair distribution and thickness. Within the hair follicles, at the base of the hair shafts, there are cells within the matrix of the hair that are called melanocytes, which give the hair its color, meaning Some people obviously have dark hair, some people have lighter hair, and it's really the amount of melanin that gives the hair its pigment. And that's going to be important when we talk about laser hair removal, because different types of hair color are better or worse suited for laser hair removal. What does that mean? Well, let's just kind of go through that. When we think about people and what we call their Fitzpatrick skin type, which really has to do with how much melanin does your skin have, how easily does it burn versus 10 or the other way around, what's the degree of pigment in your hair? So the lower numbers are lighter. So for example, My daughter is a Fitzpatrick one. She has red hair, and when she was a baby, she had the most translucent skin. She freckles, she always burns, and she really kind of never tans. The scale goes all the way to Fitzpatrick six, and Fitzpatrick six is really darkly pigmented, African-American heritage mostly, 
patience and everybody else falls in between. I'm a Fitzpatrick too. I have blue eyes. I have light skin that always burns and sometimes tans and so on and so forth. During a consultation, when we set the settings, we do think about what you are and we set the settings on the laser accordingly. The ideal subjects for laser hair removal are light-skinned people with dark hair. And the reason is that when we talk about using laser or intense pulsed light to reduce or eliminate hair, we really selectively target the melanin in the hair to destroy the hair at its bulb or follicle. Therefore, we're trying to only destroy the hair and theoretically get permanent hair removal. However, we have a laser handpiece and it has a certain width of a laser beam that it emits. So everything in that square area that the laser beam targets or the handpiece targets gets targeted at once. So obviously, the skin absorbs some of the wavelengths. If we have light skin and dark hair, the way I explain it is that the laser can really see the hair better, meaning that it's very easy for the laser energy to preferentially get taken up by the hair. But if you think about it, the darker your skin is or the lighter your hair is, the less of a difference it is. So when you think about it, in really the most simplistic terms, if we have light skin and dark hair, the laser is able to see the dark hair follicle and target it really, really well and destroy it really, really effectively. So thus, the efficacy of most lasers and IPL is greatest for darker pigmented hair. For example, black hair, works better than brown, works better than gray, red, or blonde, and obviously works way better than white because the laser energy is absorbed by the melanin in the hair ball. When you come to us for laser hair removal, of course, we first do a consult. We will examine your skin color, your hair, we'll go through your medical history, we will go through any photosensitizing medications, and then we make a treatment plan and we give you realistic goals. When we talk about laser hair removal in studies, a goal is really to get a 90% reduction in the hair. 100% is really almost never possible. So we do give you realistic expectations because you'll have way less hair, but and the little hairs that are left or that come back, they're much lighter and much thinner. Because we need the hair bulb to be there, you're gonna need to shave while you're getting the treatments. Because if you wax or pluck, you essentially pull out the hair bulb and the laser has nothing to target. Thinking about the success rates of laser therapy, it's really determined by a combination of hair location and skin color like we discussed and hair color like we discussed. Of course, you want to go somewhere where you have well-trained personnel, where you have up-to-date state-of-the-art lasers and where they will make a good treatment plan with you. 
To achieve the desired results of laser hair removal, you're going to need a series of approximately six treatments, which are going to be spaced four to six weeks apart to get the results that we're really shooting for. That is one of the questions I get most often. Why do we need six sessions? Why can't I just do one? And the reason that is, is that the hair has different growth cycles or growth phases, I'm sorry. The reason for that is that there's only one growth phase, which is called the antigen growth phase, during which the hair matrix or the hair bulb is permanently destroyed. All the hair follicles on your body, sort of like the cells in your skin, are all in different growth phases all the time. And with hair follicles, the growth phases actually of different hairs on your body last different amounts of time. So let's say I have a square of 100 hair follicles. They're all in different growth phases. And the growth phases don't last the same. So the reason I have to do multiple treatments is because only the ones that happen to be in that specific growth phase where they get permanently destroyed that I happen to hit on that day get permanently destroyed. It has nothing to do with my laser because I have wonderful state-of-the-art devices and my staff are well-trained. It really just has to do with the biology of how hair is permanently destroyed. So hence, you need six treatments, four to six weeks apart, and we only sell them in series because in order for you to get the results, we need you to be compliant with the series. And I feel like once people commit financially to the series, we're giving them the opportunity to really stay on their treatment schedule. What about touch-ups? Well, when you get some hair growth, you will see that the hair that comes back, even in your series, is finer and lighter. And really, because some of the hair follicles differentiate throughout your entire life, you're going to need some maintenance treatments. How often is that? It really depends. I get maybe like one maintenance treatment every year or two. Laser hair removal was actually the first thing that I did at 24 of anything cosmetic. I got laser hair removal because I had so many ingrown hairs. And at the time, I worked in a daycare for $8 an hour. And I really had to save up. And it seemed like a ton of money at the time. And again, that was like 20 years ago. And I'm sure it was much more painful than it is now. And yet it was the best investment ever. So anyway, I get a maintenance treatment maybe every one or two years. There's obviously certain things such as hormonal surges. For example, if women go through pregnancy or fertility treatment that might make more hair grow back but again the hair that grows back is super like little and fine and light almost like the hair that covers your body in other areas like that covers your upper arms or you know even for some people super fine hair on their upper legs anyway so that is why you need sex treatments that is the spiel on maintenance treatment. And what kind of lasers do laser hair removal? Let me just say that there's different systems that you can remove hair with. There's IPLs, there's diode lasers, 
there's alexandrite lasers, there's NDYACs, and all of them have their own advantages, such as some of them are good for lighter hair, some of them are good for darker skin types, and the same disadvantages. When we talk about side effects, the most side effects really have to do with the heat that's emitted or the energy of the spectrum of the light. So the most common side effects are a little bit of erythema. And of course, you always have a risk of burns and increased skin pigmentation, especially if you're darker, which is why sometimes uh, with darker skin, we have to just be super much more careful. There is also a crazy phenomenon that people of certain descents can have something called paradoxical hypertrichosis, which means that some people after laser therapy can actually have more hair. It's super duper uncommon. I've never seen it. It's described in the literature. But when we talk about side effects, that's kind of what we have to talk about. Mostly it'd be skin irritation and of course the risk of burns. What about those home use laser hair removal thingies? You know, when you go to Amazon or you look at your Facebook ads or you watch certain infomercials, they all seem to peddle the home use laser and light devices. Most of them are either IPLs, flash lamps, or IPL flash lamps radio frequencies with a little diode in them. You know, it's really something I wouldn't recommend because they're are really no studies out there that are independent and objective that show that those devices have anything more than like very, very, very modest results, which means they don't really work. And the other problem is that they're by the FDA, which is obviously the Food and Drug Administration, which categorizes all devices, they're categorized as cosmetic products, which means they're not subject to the same rigorous evaluation for efficacy and most importantly, safety prior to getting sold than products that are classified as medical devices. So if I buy a laser, the companies have to do lots of studies. And then of course, you know, you have licensed medical practitioners with training and certifications using them. I have to admit that I had a friend who actually got pretty badly burned from a home device that she purchased. So I don't recommend it, you know, save your money, Go get some laser hair removal in a reputable place where they have state-of-the-art technology, where we have trained staff with medical licenses doing the procedures. Laser hair removal is super popular, and I'm recording this episode sort of the end of fall, beginning of winter. And it's really when it's our big laser season. Because if you think about it, you get a treatment now every month for the next six months or every four to six weeks. And you can have smooth, hair-free, not needing to shave underarms by summer. You can have a bikini zone that you can be ready to put a bikini on and hop into the lake, the pool or whatever without having to worry if you shave that day. You can have smooth legs because let's be real, 
Nobody likes them cactus legs. Talking about that, laser hair removal is also really, really great for males. You know, a lot of males are self-conscious about the hair on their back, hairy backs, hairy back of the arms. And we are treating some males and they're super duper happy. So if you're a male and you have some unwanted body hair in places you don't want it or you think you're too hairy, come on by and we'll help you out with that in a very professional, non-judgmental atmosphere. Also, certain men that have to shave every day get a lot of irritation and almost little like bumps and acne and ingrown hairs and hyperpigmentation on their beard areas and their neck as well. Also certain men that have to shave all the time and then wear uniforms or collars get almost like a folliculitis. So these ingrown hairs, the little abscesses, irritation, and sometimes hyperpigmentation on their neck as well. So we have done a lot of necks because if you know you're going to have to shave and you always get those little infections or hyperpigmentation, that's wonderful. We surprisingly do a lot of female facial hair, which I think is still a taboo. And again, when we talk about women's confidence, most women are really bothered by their facial hair, especially if it's dark. And again, when you plug, when you wax, you can then get little bumps, you can get ingrown hairs, you can get that five o'clock shadow. So female facial hair removal is something we do a lot of. That was my introduction to laser hair removal. I hope you learned something. I hope you consider it. And like we talked about the home IPL devices after my last episode on hyaluronic acid, I actually got a couple of questions on the hyaluron pen. I have so much to say about that. So next episode, we're going to talk about the hyaluron pen. If between now and then you have any other questions about anything at all, reach out. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Doctor Podcast with Dr. Judith Forger. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. Follow Dr. Borger on Instagram at Dr. Borger and find more online and ways to work with Dr. Borger at www.theaestheticdoctor.com. Until next time, be well.